0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Football a la Turca. In this week's episode, we will be covering two match days, obviously due to the Corona uh, delay, I'll put it that way, where we didn't have football for, what was it, two to three months. Um, Some things have to be fast-tracked, and that's happening right now. We had, as regular, we had Match Day 30 being placed. Being played, sorry, this past weekend, and then uh, match day 31 was actually finished off just today on Thursday evening. Uh, by the time you'll be listening to this, it'll probably be Friday morning already. But basically, match day 30 and 31 were both finished this week, so that's what we're going to be talking about. But before we do so, uh, we at the podcast we would very much like to uh, give our sincerest condolences to our co-host Jakub who sadly um, had to say goodbye to his uncle, Mittin today. He passed away today. So our sincerest condolences from everyone here at the podcast to Jakub and his family. And uh, let's get uh, started on football then, of course, uh, let me quickly introduce our panel for today, Umut Naderi joining us right now live from Turkey, as well as Özer Dinjer joining us from Chicago, and then of course myself, Kam we are not joined obviously by Jakub, as he is currently, uh, he has other things uh, to attend to obviously. Um, and Burak also isn't with us today, so it's just going to be the three of us, and we're quickly going to cover match day 30 and 31. We're just going to mainly talk about results, how those impact the standings, and uh, we're not going to go too in-depth on any of the matches. Maybe a little bit more in-depth on uh Trabzonspor, as uh, they uh, apparently have uh, thrown in the towel after this weekend's result. They still have a, a small opportunity to win uh, the title, but um, yeah, they dropped points again, so it'll be tough. But let's start off with match day 31 first. I'm quickly going to run down uh, the results. So on match day 30, we had Deniz Lispor losing at home to Gaziantep 1 0. Malatya sport drew against Cherubli at home, 0-0. Ankara Giju lost at home, 1-4 to Alanya Sport. Antalya Sport lost 0-2 to leaders here. Big win there for here. Fenerbahce won 2-1 at home against Gustepe. Kasim Pasha drew Sivaspor, 0-0. And another expensive loss of points for Sivaspor. I think they haven't won in seven matches, if that's correct. Or no, that was Galtrai, I think, actually, sorry. Um, then uh, Konya Spore won 1 0 at home against Riza Spore. Very important win for Konya. Galatasaray lost at home 1 3 to Trabzon Spore. Uh, so, yeah, Trabzon doing what they had to do, win away at Galatasaray. Uh, very important win for them and then on Ma- on monday besiktas lost away 3 to 1 to kayseri sport so another big win for kayseri sport at the bottom of the table whereas besiktas are uh, left a big opportunity to leapfrog galatasaray in the standings there uh, but match day 31 would inevitably bring that about anyway. Let's quickly run those results down against their relief. Fenerbahce ended 1-1. here Denizli Spor ended 2-0 to the league leaders. here, so they firmly stay atop the table. Siva Spor lost at home to Malatya Spor. Big win for Malatya Spor in their relegation battle and against Siva Spor dropping points. Then Trabzon Spor uh, drawing 2-2 against Antalya Spor, conceding a late equalizer, a very painful loss of two points that now sees them four points back from the league leaders, Başakşehir, here. And it's putting their title chances in a very uh, grim, uh, yeah, in, in, in deep peril. I was under the impression that Straubsen and Başakşehir are still played, but I actually checked the fixtures and they don't. So... I think it's pretty much over for Trabzonspor, unfortunately. Uh, Alanya Spor then winning at home emphatically against Galatasaray 4-1 to Alanya Uh, Gustepe Drawing 2-2 against Ankara Gizu, Rizespor beating Kayseri Spor 3-2. Big win in the relegation dogfight. And then uh, finally today, uh, Beziktas won 3-2 against Kasimpasha Pasha with a very late goal from Guven Yalcin. And Gaziantep beat Konyaspor 3-1. So those were all the results. Uh, quickly ran them down. Guys, let's quickly talk a little bit about the title race. Uh, both of you predicted it when we asked it last week. Uh, you both said Basakshi here are going to win it. I naively uh, thought that uh, Antalya Spor were going to take points from Basakshi here and that uh, Trabzon Spor would do their job and just win both matches. But um, yeah, Antalya Spor did not manage to take points away from Basakshi here. Um, big win for Basakshi away there. Uh, Trabzon did do their job, they won away at, at, at Galatasaray, but then again, Really, they dropped two expensive points against um, uh, at home against Antalya Sport. And it's not the first time in the last, I think, four games now. Uh, they've drawn 2-2 at home against Antalya Sport. They've drawn uh, against Ankeragudju. And then they drew against Alanya Sport 2-2 away as well. Um, yeah, 1-1 against Ankeragudju at home. So, two home draws. I, I think if you want to win the-, the-, the title, these are must-win matches, and there's, I, they I yeah, Trabzonsport just completely dropped the ball in these three games. Wouldn't you agree, guys?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, the win against Galatasaray is impressive only on paper, really, because it's not so hard to beat Jim Bomb anymore, as, we, as recent results have shown, sadly. Um, but the draws ha- had just kind of signified the fact that they lost focus, maybe, or maybe that they weren't. Um, prepared properly mentally for these games and mm-hmm. i think maybe the young coach um was kind of Hussein. perhaps yeah. a little bit out of his yeah Hussein is out of his out of his depth really and maybe that kind of re- re- rejigging around of the coach back in january after travelsports were literally flying i think they didn't they just beat Kaiserslautern 6-2 back that the, the day before the weekend before he got sacked and that kind of shook the foundations of the club do you uh, think it's, uh, it's,
0: it's it might also be just you know John Obi Mikel missing i think they in these matches I think all of them if I'm not mistaken all three games they were up and they conceded in the last I don't know 15 minutes or something Mm -hmm. Um, yeah maybe it's just also a little bit just the composure of the players but you'd expect guys like João Pereira José Sosa uh, they have plenty of experienced guys to stand up and, and and take the other buns by by yeah the by the shoulders and hey guys come on just a couple more minutes we have to see this through and it's also maybe part of the the crowd not being there but yeah the the, the Trabzonspor organization at the back or whatever you want to call it just seems to be letting them down right now they're, these are very crucial points they're losing against
1: yeah
0: i mean of offen- uh, yeah sorry guys i,
1: I know on. i know that i know that um Jakob would would probably appreciate me saying that Hussein Tugman hasn't been on his best form for the last few weeks as well. He's, he, he's he's kind of shown a weakness in many of the games and kind of given away a lot of positions. And I, I agree with you that their defence really hasn't been up to scratch. So I, I suppose that the defensive combination mixed with the loss of Mikel, kind of managerial uh, inexperience, and definitely, definitely the lack of crowd, which has also impacted Galatasaray hugely, and and, and the other big big clubs as well. All these things combined have, created this kind of uh, poisonous cocktail for Trabzon and their title hopes. Same for Galatasaray. same for other clubs who've um, had hiccups along the way. And it's really kind of been a huge advantage for Başakşehir to just carry on and keep calm, carry on, do what they're doing. Fans, no fans, they have a system. They've got a plan, they stick to it without any internal or external pressure, whereas Trabzon have buckled under that pressure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, and you'd expect... Trabzonspor are the more experienced club, at least, but they haven't won for so long. The pressure on them is big. um, yeah, we've spoken about it in the past, and we even spoke about it when these matches were going to be played behind closed doors, that it might actually be in their favor. Um, And I just, I can't help but feel that if Bashakshir were up against Galatasaray or Fenerbahce or or, or Besiktas, I think they'd be choking again, because you just said it before, Beating this Galtrai side isn't necessarily the largest feat in the world, and I really felt that Bashakshir failing to beat that Galtrai that they played. And f- sure, Galtrai played a good game, but if you look at the players that Galau were missing, Bashakshir should have walked over them, um, and and they just didn't. And uh, I I just I don't necessarily feel that this is Bashakshir being uh, great. It just feels like Trabzonspor dropping the ball completely because they're 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 dropping these points in matches that, okay, you know Antalyaspor have been in great form, Alanya Spor have had a fantastic season, but Ankara is a team they should always be beating. If they play them ten times, they should beat them nine times basically. I think that would probably have happened as well. But Trabzonspor just haven't been playing the greatest football either. They yeah, their 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 schwung is a little bit gone, their flair is a little bit gone, um, maybe it's nervosity, maybe it's just that long break where that clearly did not impact them well. Um, if we look at the form of teams coming out of that, that long break, that definitely has disrupted several clubs, I think. Um, but then again, if you look at Antalya Sport, they've done fairly well coming out of that break, so it hasn't impacted everyone negatively, but... Yeah, massive blow to Trabzonspor, and it's it's unfortunate for their fan base because I think this was really the opportunity for them to finally lift the championship, uh, to be able to celebrate it to an extent at least. Maybe it's. I think Umut jokingly said something along the way... No, not Umut. I think another friend of mine actually said something jokingly. Like, this is actually best for Turkey that Shir win the title because there won't be any parades. There won't be any mass celebrations and stuff like that. So it's actually best for Turkey because there won't be any uh, spreading of the coronavirus. Um, But, you know, obviously for Trabzonspor and their fans who've been waiting so long for this. And I know they'll say, you know, 2011, but whether you no matter how you look at 2011, if you think that Travel Sport are the rightful champions, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is that they never got to celebrate that championship, even if they would be the rightful champions. So they've just been waiting for so long for this. And this looked like the golden opportunity. And I don't know, I think uh, this won't be... The fans should rightfully be angry at this, I think. Uh, firing the manager... I'm not sure if it is the reason. Maybe they would have choked regardless, but now you fired him and you didn't win, the, and you're probably not going to win the title. That's always going to be. They're always going to be pointing at that now. Uh, the, I think we said it back then as well. Troublesworth only one option now, and that is winning the title, because otherwise there will always be people referring to that. Look, you fired coach. That's the reason, and I think that's going to. Uh, yeah, the the president of the club won't be uh, tanked uh, for that anyway. Let's talk about Besiktas then. They do their jobs twice in a row now. Two nil wins. They do pure business even without Edin Visca uh, and, and and company when they because they were suspended coming out of uh, the the match against Galatasaray. Right? They still did what they had to do and they they got two uh, important wins. They're now top of the table, four points clear. Um, yeah, three ma- three matches left to go, right? Three matches left to go. So they are flying high. They still play uh, Konyaspor, I believe. Um, yeah, I-, I looked at the fixtures just now, but they don't have the most difficult uh, schedule anymore. So for them to drop points twice in the next three games, I, I just don't see it happen. Um, Umut, what do you think? Uh, are-, are Basakshi here going to falter, or is this... that they uh, win the title here?
2: I mean... I think this is the end, you know, uh, it's already been decided and they won't just fall from here, you know, and also I think Okanburg kind of manager won't even bother like uh, going into a serious trouble from now on. Uh, they just can play like a neutral kind of, uh, you know, play style, uh, not like giving away any defensive errors, uh, committing any more errors during the games. And just look for the openings uh, of the opposition mistakes. And they will just find the goal. Uh, they have the quality. Uh, their squad is really deep, and you can see that. And they have, like, uh, some suspensions during the games, but still they can fill these uh, players... Uh, uh, Fielder's players with the similar quality players. I don't mean Edin Visca because he is the top player of the team. Uh, but mm-hmm. the other ones are like, you know, they always have the alternatives in the team. But uh, when you see Galatasaray, uh, it's really different. And when they lose Falcao uh, and Andone at the same time and then Muslera, they don't have any other one left, you know. Uh, because the, I think it's because of the yeah. expenses and the stuff. Uh,
0: but those are two very specific... I mean, Galtreye have had to deal with a lot of injuries. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: They, they are out half a team, basically. Um, uh, and also this situation is about the fact that uh, Başakşehir has the better uh, Turkish players uh, on their alternative side. Uh, because... Uh, Mm. When you look at the bench of Galatasaray and uh, compare it the compare it with the uh, Başakşehir's, uh, you can see there are players like Gökhan Inler and Mehmet Topal lying in the bench, uh, waiting for the right, their turns. But when we yeah, lose, yeah, but those
0: those are all those are both, I think. 35 year olds or something yeah I mean, but
2: you know there's quality yeah. you know you yeah. can feel and you can trust them on the field even though they're old uh, they can give something on the field to you, uh, would, you
0: would you want to at Galtrey though I, I don't see it as that big of a difference as, as a search in honestly I think Okan Inler has dropped off uh, tremendously Mehmet Topal has been sliding down level wise for years I feel uh, there's a reason I think they're... they're no,
2: they're just examples, you know, not specifically them. They have Robinho, they have, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, Alexic, yeah, uh, yeah. even though right now playing as a, uh, you know, primary player, uh, he was both as an alternative. They have plenty the of options
0: is what you're trying to yeah. say, basically. Yeah, 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 they definitely have a lot of squad depth. Um, yeah, that, that's definitely true. I mean, look, at the beginning of the season, Dembaba barely played. Kriveli uh, scored all the goals. Then, you know, midway through the season, Dembaba started playing a lot, started scoring a lot of goals, assisting goals. So they have a lot of luxury up top. So um,
2: yeah. the only player they won't be alternating is the uh, Edin Visca, uh, mm-hmm. is their captain. They all, yeah. uh, you know... Mert, Glishy, Vischa, Kaysera, or yeah. Kendo,
0: and Mahmoud maybe, you know. And, and yeah, time. and
2: so uh, they don't lose them uh, often. So uh, like they have the uh, consistency on the field. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, they go all together and win all together.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, it might be and fitting as well. For I- oh, sorry to interrupt you, or Go ahead.
1: Uh, well, I was just going to say even without this, the week, the game before matchday thirty, they were able to mm-hmm. still comfortably win away in Antalya sport. So, yeah. so I mean. The, 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 their way of playing is so well regimented and so well organised that even without their absolute talisman, their best player, their captain, they're still able to fashion the win. So it's really, really impressive that the mentality that Okan has built at that club.
0: And another thing to mention as well with Antalya Sport is they drew Trabzonspor Sport this week and they missed like 10 players or something. So that only, I think, makes it even worse that Trabzon were unable to come away with the win. Plus Trabzonspor got a really soft penalty. Uh they got they actually got two penalties, but the first one was definitely uh I don't know what you guys thought of that. Um but it was definitely uh a, a soft call, I think. Uh so yeah, Trabzon just yeah, not 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 good enough uh on the day to to get uh, the three points maybe against Antalyaspor and maybe it, they just didn't uh, they weren't hungry enough. Um yeah. Quickly about Galsrai, you guys uh, haven't won in seven matches now, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, um, God! Massive Since amount of injuries,
2: pandemic. Hmm. But also, yes, what exactly. we should
0: what we shouldn't forget with them is because uh, I think we can all agree on that. Bishakshi here are probably not going to give this away anymore. I think the the chances of them winning the title at this point is probably 90% after these two matches. Um, but there is a very interesting battle still going on, and that's for third place. And we know Trabzonspor might get banned from Europe, we aren't sure yet. Uh, we're still awaiting uh, the, their, their cast case, of course, their CAS appeal when it comes to that. Um, but uh, regardless of that, it's still very interesting if they get banned. Then, of course, that second Champions League ticket, uh, the qualifying ticket, would go to third place. And the the battle for third place right now is extremely uh, tight because, of course, we have at top of the table. We have Bashakshir at 66 points and we have Bashakshir at 62 points. But then we have a bunch of teams really close to each other. First, we have Sivaspor at 54 points. Then we have Bichigdash at 53 points. Then we have um, Galatasaray, I believe, at 52. Uh, Alanya at 51. And then Fenerbahce at 50. So Fenerbahce... Yeah, there's basically four teams that still have an opportunity to to, to get a a potential Champions League ticket. Sivasport are in terrible form. They've been dropping points left and right. Galatasaray haven't won in seven matches. Um, Who do you think... I mean,
1: Galatasaray's form is is relegation standard. If the league had started back in June when the restart occurred, Galatasaray would be rock bottom in the relegation zone. And the trajectory of the form is so bad. It's the worst in the league, apart from one team, I think. And I cannot see how, what signal there is, what sign there is to change that trajectory. I can't, with any reasonable, uh, like rational hope, expect Arsenal to, to finish third when all the other teams around us are starting to play much better. And Besiktas just overtook us from a ten-point deficit. Now they're ahead of us. I, I can't say at least, you know, we'll definitely have Falcao back or Lemina will be back. You know, I can't look to any sort of tangible thing for hope. I'm in complete despair right now. Uma what about you?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it's similar for me as well. You know, the reason I believe the Rai is dropping points is because the pandemic occurred right when Galatasaray is uh, going really up on their form uh, in the march when they were about to play against Beşiktaş. And uh, it was, I believe... It could be a win if there was the fan base uh, supporting Guts right there, but it all all went downhill afterwards uh, when the old fans are banned from the stadiums and the pandemic occurred, and it also affected Guts' form as well. The practice, uh, the practice, the habit you play on the field is gone, and when you play after three months. You don't be the same you won't be the same you know uh, yeah, and that, also that fire uh, seems to be gone a little bit for yeah yeah answer. and also uh, some quality players we have are old players like Falcao uh, he's a quality player we can say that but mm-hmm. I don't believe he was consistent enough in this season you know he was down there a game down there another game but the third game he played like a shadow uh, and then we had to rely on Adem, Buu, on several occasions. And Florian Andone, uh, we couldn't see it any time this mm-hmm. season. He he was injured during the like the majority of the season, and
0: mm-hmm. he yeah, and he too, got really. injured
2: again. And uh, so at the end of the day, we were left with uh, no goalkeeper, no striker, no you know, center-back, because mm-hmm. Dama was gone uh, during the Marcais middle of the season. Crazy, yeah. yeah. So, and what happened, like, is the Monaco suddenly robbed us, our player, from us, uh, claiming that the contract is over, and they suddenly took our player from us before the league even finished. So, mm-hmm. that was another shot of bullets to our hearts. And so... <laughs> it's like a graveyard.
0: Uh, the whole gas right? Very, like very a... weird decision as well by Monaco. I mean, I, yeah. It,
2: what's the uh, point in that? I, I wonder. Uh, yeah, like uh, they won't even register the play, and they won't even play the guy. So, mm. I don't know what point uh, they have in their minds. Yeah. But that is uh, simply, you know, <laughs> uh, beep. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Fenerbahce actually. Doing well since the break, they have come back, they are back in contention for a European ticket. Um, at this point, it, it, it's looking not unlikely for them to qualify. Of course, uh, there's going to be a big match still between Besiktas and Fenerbahce on match day 33, I want to say. And that one could be uh, crucial for this race as well. Um, obviously uh, Beshtes did come away with a win this weekend but they lost against Kajsri Spor uh, on the weekend and then today they, they came away with a win um, quickly I just quit my two cents on that I think I think actually Beshtes played a decent game against Kajsri Spore at halftime I think they should have been 3-0 up or something but Silvio Lung played an amazing game and uh, I was talking to my friend and I said this is either going to be one of those games that we're going to win 3-0 or we're going to lose it because we're missing so many chances I think Lung saved like three 100% goals in the first half with some uh, fantastic reflexes. Um, yeah, uh, the Kajsri they are, of course, in good form. They did it lose, uh, though, on Matchday 31 now? So they're not quite out of it yet, but they are have made an incredible comeback at the, at the bottom of the table. Uh, but Bistec today with a win against Kasim Pasha, that puts them in a good position. But obviously... Um, Sivas Spore still one point ahead in third place. Besiktashi will need to overtake Sivas in points, because if they end on equal points, they obviously have a worse head-to-head, as Sivas beat them twice this season. Uh, and then there's o- Alanya Spor and Fenerbahce, who are both very much in the race as well. The thing with Galtrai, I don't know. And the thing with Sivas as well, Sivas and Galtrai both kind of have been floundering the last couple of weeks. Uh, but Sivaspor, I can still see getting a couple of points and getting the necessary points to maybe su- salvage that third place. But Alanyaspor, Spor, uh, Fenerbahce and, and and Besiktas right now look very uh, combative towards that third position and, and that potential Champions League ticket. Uh, Qualifier ticket. That's definitely not guaranteed Champions League football. Uh, so that's going to be very interesting. At the bottom of the table, stuff has really been uh, stirring up as well. Ankara uh, it looks, with three matches to go, Yeah, they can still get out of it. But they are in very deep uh, Yeah, bleep uh, because they're right now six points behind um are Çaykur who are in 15th position so Ankaragücü it's looking very dire for them and then of course we have Spor and Konya Spor who are both within a striking distance of that uh, that 15 and 14 place so Denizli Spor uh, back in that the relegation makes something I think we didn't really expect. Malatya Sport managing to claw their way out of the relegation zone despite a ter- ter- terrible second half of the season, but they've been getting some points in the last couple of weeks, which has uh, kept their heads above water. How do you guys see the, the relegation zone taking shape with these last three matches to go? It's, it's very difficult to predict.
1: To, today there was a real relegation scrap, good old school style. Chaiko Riza against Caicedo because the way that game flowed, Riza were one 0 up, then Caicedo equalised, then took the lead in the 87th minute from penalty, then Riza equalised in 93rd, and then Fernandez with the winner for Riza in the 95th. So that took Riza from below Caicedo's spot in 16th position up to 15th and out of the relegation zone. So now they're one point ahead of Caicedo and like. Kaiser must be thinking, what the hell just happened to us in the last four minutes of plus stoppage time? Because we were about yeah. to win this and then third a party. Um, and now suddenly they're like, shit, we're back in the relegation zone again. So that that was a really... I couldn't believe it when I looked at the score yeah. just five minutes apart. Um,
0: from from Kaiseri heaven to gotten, hell.
1: Oh, right, exactly, exactly. But Kaiser, like you say, have, have got some really stunning results in the last few weeks that you would just mm-hmm. never have expected if you look back at how the relegation... How how deeply yeah. kind of planted they and, and were, and how bad there. they were
0: playing, and as how well. bad
1: they were. They were really and truly shit. Mm-hmm. Look at them now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. So it's, I it, I wouldn't be surprised if they creep out.
0: I always find this. It, it seems to happen every season. There always seems to be one or two teams that are shit for seventy five percent of the season, and then suddenly. They start yeah. powering on all cylinders. I, I want to know yeah. what their magic mojo is. How do you I do know, it? Right? Maybe it's something know, right? like, "Hey, if you guys don't start winning, if we don't get out of this relegation zone, you aren't getting paid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because we'll go bankrupt, yeah. and we <laughs> won't get any money. Maybe that's it. I don't know.
1: And then and then they end up staying up and don't get paid anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's it's, it's yeah it's, it's insane. Quenya's uh, poor they've been, I think they've had a very poor season. I mean, they had to say goodbye to Aykut Kojaman in the middle of the season, obviously, because of the results just being so poor. But there's just so many teams right now that are still because of that great form uh, that both Malatya Sport, well Malatya Sport, not great, but Malatya Sport with their wins, and then Kayseri with their wins, because of those results, there's a lot of teams that are sub- that's that maybe felt safe a couple of weeks ago that suddenly are in the danger zone, so to speak. I mean, really up till uh, uh, 12th place against Derbyli, who are on 33 points. Everyone can still relegate at this point, And these next three weeks could be very dramatic uh, for at least two more clubs. And, and Um you know, I mean, two weeks ago I said Kayseri were dead in the water. So I'm not going to say Ankaragücü are dead in the water. But uh, a lot can change with, with two quick wins. But yeah, Ankaragücü, it doesn't look good for them. But Konya sport, Kayseri sport, uh, Rize's Spore, all those teams who are in that zone right now just... One win can change so much, uh, and it's so difficult to expect at the moment. If we look at the form curve, I think that Konyaspor are, are are not in a good position. But like I said, you know, things um, can change very rapidly. Uh, yeah, anything you uh, guys want to add to the relegation dogfight? think not uh okay well uh Umut, can you just quickly run down uh the, the the standings for match day 31 then
2: well uh it's uh still Bashakshir the first and Trabzonspor the second and right now uh they are 62 to 60 60 to 62 and third place is sivaspor with uh, 54 points and besiktaş uh, under it is uh, 53 points, and 5th place Galatasaray is uh, 52 points, 6th place is Aytem Spur with uh, 51 points, and 7th place is Fenerbahce with 50 points, and under it 8th uh, place Gaziantep Football Klubi with 41 points, 9th place is Gustave with 39 points, 10th place is uh, Antalyaspor with 38 points. Uh, 11th is Kasımpaşa with 38, uh, 36, uh, 12th is uh, Gençlerbirliği with 33, uh, 13th is uh, Yeni Malatyaspor with 32 and 14th Spur with 32. Uh, 15th is Çaykur Sport with 32. It's a real tight race down the uh, 16th is Kayser Sport with 31, uh, 17th is Konyaspor with 30 and the last uh, is Ankaragücü with 20 six points
0: and then uh, could you also quickly go over the match day 32 fixtures please
2: yes uh, it's 32 uh, the first game is uh, Gustape versus Gençlerbirliği in Izmir and the second game is Galatasaray going to Ankara uh, playing with Ankara Giju and Fenerbahçe hosting Sivaspor it's a really tight game for the third place and Antalya Sport hosting Alliance Sport is uh, uh, actually an Antalya Derby going on. Uh, Kazan hosting Rizal Sport, Kaiser Sport hosting Gaziantep, the uh, Sport hosting Trabzon Sport, uh, Konya Sport hosting Başakşehir. and the last game is Indy Malatya Sport hosting Beşiktaş in Malatya.
0: And quickly, a quick note as well for uh, the TFF First Division. Hattai Spore looks like they are going to promote for the first time in their history. They are currently top of the table after 32 match days with 60 points. They have a four point lead on second. Placed uh Biele Erzurum Spor. It's also going to be interesting as well for the playoffs there. We don't yet know who is going to be in it, but it looks like Hatay are probably going to become champions and will uh, directly promote to the Super League for next season. And then, of course, uh, the, the playoffs. We'll have to wait and see what happens there, but Bursa Spor are in the mix. Uh, Altay are in the mix. Fatih Karagumruk, uh, Akisar are in the mix once again. Erzurum, as I already mentioned, and Adana Demirspor. So it's going to be very fascinating to see who the other two teams are going to be. that are going to come up to the Super League next season. Uh, Plenty to keep track of, we will of course give you an update once everything has been done and dusted. Unfortunately, this is already known for a while now, but Ishki Sheer unfortunately, relegated um, from the TFF First Division. They got, uh, just a quick look, they got minus 15 points, I think. Yeah, minus 15 points. And they are currently on 12 points, so if they didn't get that minus 15, they would actually be on 27 points. Um, so they'd still be in in the in the relegation zone, but uh, they would be definitely better off. So it's definitely tragic to see Spore dropping down another table. Uh, but Kordili Spor, I believe, won the league in uh, the was it the, the the TFF third division, so they'll be going up to the second TFF second division, which is in reality the third tier of Turkish football. Uh, because we have the Super League, then we have the first division, the second division, the third division, and so on. Um, so we will keep uh, an eye on that as well as we as that as continues to unfold um, but that'll do I think for match day 30 and 31 of the Turkish Super League we will be back next week covering um, are there again midweek matches I think so right
1: um, y- yes I want to say yes but I think the answer is no oh <laughs> yes friday <laughs> yeah so then uh, on the 17th yeah okay, so, it goes to so we'll have
0: to do another um yeah for so match day 32 and 33 i guess we'll yeah. be coming back to you next week then, then so expect us uh, around friday to drop again or something like that so thank you very much for listening Özer, thank you very much for joining Humut, thank you Pleasure. very much for joining burak wherever you you're are, welcome thank you for not joining and leaving us in peace <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, of course, <laughs> we want our man of the law back, damn it! And of course, once. Oh again... well,
1: in 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 his absence, we should we should give a shout out to Emre Belösola.
0: Yes, sorry. Who
1: um yeah who has quite extraordinarily scored in four different decades, which is quite an achievement, Definitely. and puts him into the uh, exclusive club of players such as uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic,
2: yeah. yeah,
1: Pizarro, Buffon, who hasn't scored but has played in four decades. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gareth Barry, Premier League fans will know well.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> So, yeah, that's really that's, I mean, And also, really impressive.
2: it's been worth to mention that Absolute. his first game in his debut, uh, is uh, Spelik goal is against Besiktas in 1980, 1998. Wow, that's incredible, yeah. right? Yeah. Like
1: he, s- stop and think what you were doing in 1998. And yeah. think that this guy is still playing football. He's still doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the highest level. 1998. I was yeah. 10 highest years level. old, so I must
0: have been playing with, oh, boy. I don't know, Gi Joes or something or Transformers (laughs) yeah like he was playing
2: against these uh, Shifo Mehmet uh, and Amokachi kind of players
0: wow 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 in 98 I think Amokachi might have already been gone but yeah yeah, I get what you mean Uh, anyway yeah that'll do for uh, this episode of Football Alterica once again our sincerest condolences to Jakub and his family for uh, their loss of uh, their uh, Metin Amja And we'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening.